Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids Presents! Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Linda, Linda, where are you? Anyway, we were talking about stinky hippos. Why are the adults always saying, oh, raspberries? Thank you loads to KitKat54 for that amazing intro, uh, though I am sad to say that Linda hasn't updated me on her whereabouts since I just asked her two seconds ago. Um, so typical, really. Maybe I didn't give her enough time. That was only two seconds. Linda! Linda, where are you, Linda? No, still nothing. Useless. Um, but yes, uh, KitKat, I probably was talking about stinky hippos, as the fact is I still have loads of storage problems as to where to put all of them. Uh, they're currently filling up the fridge, the bath, the toilet, the cupboard, the sock drawer, the neighbour's garden, the neighbour's vase, the neighbour's cat, the neighbour's very annoyed with me right now, and my butter dish. They're all just full of stinky hippos, and frankly, it is getting annoying, um, even though you're not sending them in so much anymore. So thank you for that. Um, is it safe to put stinky hippos outside? Will that air out the stinkiness or will it make them more stinky? Hmm. Very tricky. Uh, hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from what? to and everything in between. I'm Tin and, and um, that is a very good question from Kit Kat right away. So thank you for that. Why are the adults always saying, oh, raspberries? Uh, I mean, I just did it just then, didn't I? I just said, oh, raspberries. Oh, I've said it again. Oh, raspberries. Oh, it's actually very hard to stop saying, oh, raspberries, once you've started saying, oh, raspberries, which might be part of the problem. Oh, raspberries. Why do people call this a raspberry? Like, why do you call that a raspberry? Have you ever picked a raspberry that sounded like that? I'm not sure I'd eat it if there was a raspberry in a bowl of fruit just going, I'd be very worried about it indeed. I'm not sure that would be safe to eat. It's actually called blowing raspberries. You know, if you go... So I wonder if we've been getting raspberries all wrong all along by eating them. You know, actually, maybe they are sophisticated musical instruments that you should play a bit like a flute. Ah, oh, raspberries. Have I got any raspberries here at Comedy Club for Kids HQ? Otherwise, I'd go and give it a try. Let me just have a check of the fridge. Ah! <coughs> no, sorry, I forgot the fridge is... Full of stinky hippos. Uh, sorry. Oh, so where would I have put the raspberries if stinky hippos are in the fridge? Um, let me see. Bread is in the dustbin. The bin is in the bread bin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here they are in the trouser press. So, right, let me give this a go and try blowing a raspberry, or, or I suppose playing it a bit like a, a flute rather than a fruit. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, wow. Well, this is exciting. I need to tell the world about this. We could have entire raspberry orchestras playing the most beautiful sounds that all start with a... Everyone in the world could have an instrument as they just pick it off a raspberry bush and then play. Oh, I must tell my friend Phil Harmonic. Um, let me call him. Hang on a second. Please leave me a message after these lovely sounds. Phil, it's Tiernan. I've just discovered raspberries are an instrument. Call me when you get this. We need to chat about writing a big orchestral piece called Oh Raspberries. Oh Raspberries, I've said it again. Oh Raspberries. Oh, well, that's a shame Phil wasn't in, um, but hopefully he will call back really soon. In the meantime, or rather not mean and actually very nice time, I wanted to say a big, giant, humongous thank you to all of you who came along to our first ever Radio Nonsense live show last week that we did at the Southbank Centre in London. Um, We had a sold out show, which was amazing. I can't believe how many of you came along. And most of you that came were podcast listeners. Um, But there were some of you who'd never heard of this very sensible, very serious show. And so very big thank you to you too, if you're one of those and you're now tuning in for the first time to this not live one. Uh, We had around, I think, 40 minutes of questions that were only about farts, um, because obviously it's a very important subject, uh, and they were expertly answered by Athena Kuglenu and Jos Norris. And then we had one non-fart question from Kian, uh, which thank you, Kian. We were all very grateful for that at the end. Um, thank you also to all the staff at the Southbank Centre who helped put the show on. Um, and if you didn't get to come along, don't worry, we have recorded it, and so I will be putting it out as a bonus podcast at some point in the future. How far in the future? Maybe when there's robots. I don't know. Um, and I don't know. Maybe we will do another one at some point. Uh, So if you came along and enjoyed it, let me know what you thought, uh, which you can do by asking your fusty goofus palookas, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. You can, of course, also email in with any question you need answering, any intros or outros you'd like me to say on this show, any made-up jokes you need reading out, or, well, just anything you like. And don't forget to check out all of our Comedy Club for Kids live shows when they're near you, uh, which you can find out by looking at comedyclub4kids.co.uk, and you can grab all of our t-shirts and books from comedyclubforkids.store. Right, uh, I guess I'd better just wait here and practice playing this here raspberry. And then when Phil calls back, uh, we can get our orchestra together. Right, while I do that, you need to listen to this most importantest bit. Tell him this. On this week's show, I am delighted to be joined by Tom Tuck, making his return to the podcast. Tom Tuck, a.k.a. Thomasina Tuckington, Frazzle, Saltbin, the Quazeth, Tom Tom, the Baker's Mum, or as all our Mapuche-speaking listeners will, of course, know you, Quelan Chan. But, of course, you are most well-known for your acclaimed research into the middle names of trees, for your undefeated record as the nation's most graceful sneezer, and, of course very famously, for your 2015 hit single, Who Put the Mushrooms in My Sandwich. Um, Tom, it's so lovely to have you back on the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Oh, that was... Sorry. That was just just, delightful. I just thought I'd I'd let one out there for the the fans. It's lovely. I mean, you know, I'm I'm honoured that you do this on the show because obviously people, you know, people pay quite a lot to hear you sneeze so gracefully. You teach you teach etiquette lessons in it. You're you're renowned for your technique, and you know, thank you for giving us one on the show. I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to ask you for it. That that would have felt a bit rude. But I'm well, if you'd glad. asked, if you'd asked, I would have said no. But can I point out to all your listeners that you can actually buy my branded handkerchiefs now as well? 
Oh my goodness, that's amazing! I, I haven't seen these. So, can you tell me about them? They got have they got your initials on, or are they just have you put lovely slogans on? Or they they tie dyed and they say "Bless you" at the bottom. Ah, oh, that is that is lovely. And do you think having one of these handkerchiefs would help listeners achieve a more graceful sneeze, or, or is that still a technique they'd need to learn? Well, the "Bless you" is written very, 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 very small down in one corner. You see, and that's just to remind you not to sneeze too big. Lovely, lovely. Yes, that's true. And I suppose with sneezes of, of your size, that that handkerchief could last quite a long. It could last for quite a lot of sneezes because obviously you do big sneezes. You, you're wiping out a handkerchief each go. Yes, I, yes. I, I would say you wouldn't need to clean the hanky for two or three years. Wow. Wow, that's very economical. And, you know, and I think also hugely environmentally friendly. You know, people, people when they have a cold, can get through a whole box of tissues in a couple of days just sneezing away. And here you've got your one hanky two, two to three years just gradually building up with sort of um, snot. Yes, yes, just tiny little bits of snot, little, little flecks as we call them in biz. Yes, it's, well, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I, I don't mean to um, intrigue, because I'm sure that, you know, this is something that you probably... You know, again, people have to pay for that sort of information. But you're very, very graceful with your sneezes. Never hear anything about your your burps. Are you, are you graceful with with things like burps, farts as well, or are those all are those a completely different uh, sort of game? Well, la- the latter, the latter farts, I never do. I, right. I keep I keep a cork up, cork up there. Right, sure, sure, that makes sense. Yes, makes and sense. and um, I'm actually medically incapable of burping. Oh my goodness! Wow. So wow. I mean, there's there's actual no disincentive to eating to drinking fizzy drinks. Yes, I was. Gonna, what happens if you do drink a fizzy drink? Do you just sort of gradually inflate? Or yes, yes, yeah. I, I I expand to such a point, and then um, bubbles come out of my skin. Wow, wow. I mean, not nice for you, but it must be phenomenal to see for for a sort of passerby. Well, honestly, if I'm swimming, it looks amazing. Yes, yes. I mean, I'd have thought quite the party trick if you were to go to a pool party. Do, yeah, do I, that, get out, do a graceful sneeze, and uh, everyone's just in awe. Yes, I just load up on Dr Pepper, and it's as if it's a, it, it was a soda stream. Wow, wow. I mean, that is those are some phenomenal skills, some absolutely phenomenal skills. Well, I mean, listen, Tom, it's, it's so lovely to have you back on, on the show. And, you know, how, how have you been, aside from your incredible graceful sneezing uh, empire and... Um, Obviously, they're not they're not burping. Have you have you been well? Yes, very well, very well. I, I got a new shoulder. Oh, lovely! That's nice. Is that was the old one um, not working properly, or you just fancied a change? It was just a bit boring, so I've got one sure. made of a uh, plasticine. Oh wow, that's um, that must be great. Is it is it very has it plasticine that's been left out for a while, so it's hard, or is it still squishy, quite fresh plasticine? I, well, I just keep I just keep molding it into different shapes you see i see if you, if you have a look there see oh yeah. and that's now a little mouse isn't it oh that's i mean that is delightful that is delightful and i think it particularly goes with your well with your sort of off the shoulder dress which i assume you wear because of the shoulder yes exactly exactly yeah yes. i mean I, I could i could go with a vest but i thought the dress was more in keeping with my public persona well, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's, it's it's lovely. You look amazing, and I mean, do you, have you? Because obviously, the shoulder is plasticine for your enjoyment, and I can see that, that clearly it's it's very lovely. You can just make a mouse on on the top of your arm like that. But do you ever go and say prank prank someone who's giving a massage? You know, do, do they do you ever go? I'd like a shoulder massage, please. And next thing they know, they've they've made little ice cream stand. 
Well, I did try that. And what, and what happened is they went in for a full squeeze of the shoulders and actually removed part of the plasticine. Oh, oh, no. Um, so I did, I did have to go to plastic hospital. Wow. And that's um, wow. That's is, is that is that plastic surgery that you need you need for that? Uh, plasticine surgery. Yes. Plasticine surgery. Yes. Yes. That's um, that sounds quite serious. Well, it, it just requires quite a warming up of the uh, the part that um, has come loose. Mm. You just need to warm it up and then gently add it back on. Wow. Wow. So, and of course, of course, I had to be under full anaesthetic for that. So I didn't even get to see it. Yes, of course. Of course, you didn't get to see the master molders at work, which uh, would have been quite something, I'd assume. It's, I mean, it sounds, you know, obviously that, that is quite an issue and, and it sounds traumatic. But overall, I mean, it looks fantastic. And would you consider having the other shoulder done as well? Uh, yes, but probably not plasticine. Probably not plasticine. I'd, I'd, right. I'd go with something, you know, to, to give a contrast. Maybe, right. maybe aluminium foil. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Leg, Lego, perhaps, would that work? Oh, yes, yes, that's it. Yes, yes. Oh, now you've made me think I can have a castle. Yes, you can have a little castle on your shoulder. Or, you know, every other day a submarine or the, um, you know, or the Death Star or something like it's It's very variable. Spaceship. Yes. I mean, what it's, I, I just think you're bringing in a really nice amount of variety to, to shoulders that I don't think I've seen before. You know, I think what was there before this? Shoulder pads? Perhaps some pirates obviously would put a, a parrot on there. Um, epaulets. Yes, of course, epaulets quite nice. But yeah, it's um some is what are those things that some shirts have where it's like almost a little strap on the top, and I, I don't know what it's meant to be for, but you could probably put a baguette in there or a or a poster or something. Or or um, um a scroll. Yes, yes. Is that what they're for? I assume that's what they're for. Yes, I, I believe I believe messengers would do that, so they had their hands free to tickle. Yes, I think that's exactly so that when they're, especially when they're delivering a bad news scroll, and they go, oh, here's some bad news. <laughs> and it was just sort of cheer. <laughs> received it. <laughs> the cat's dead. Yes, it, I mean, which is, was a regular message in those days. It's awful. But I mean, yeah, lo lovely. You can, I think you can deliver bad news in a nice way if you've, uh, if you've practiced like that. I think so. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, but yeah, before you, before you were, you know, are you, what I'm asking is, have you innovated shoulder fashion in a way that we've not known before? Um, huh. Well, I, I, I think um, totally not having anything on your shoulders. And as you can see, I'm, as you said, I'm wearing the off the shoulder dress, but I've actually cut all the shoulders out of all my T-shirts. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's phenomenal. But but was this have you taken inspiration from somewhere or is this just your did you did you think of this in a dream? You know, where's this? Because I, I just I mean, you know, maybe maybe it's just because I'm I'm an idiot, but I would never have thought of having a plasticine shoulder. And I, I'm just saying it's quite remarkable to hear about something like this. Well, you see, what I was doing is I was just looking down at my shoulder, you see. Hmm. And I thought, I've seen this before. Wow. And I, I, did, I didn't want that. Yes, I wanted to be able yes. to look down at my shoulder and be surprised every time. Well, well I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you will be. And Tommy, it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And you know, it's it's not something I knew about until today. And I th I hope that listeners will hear this and and maybe be inspired to replace their shoulders with um, plasticine, modelling clay, uh, you know, aluminium foil, whatever whatever takes their fancy. It's um, yes. Although if you do replace your shoulder with aluminium foil, I'm I'm going to have to advise you not to get anyone to nibble it. Oh, yes. 
Yes, that would be horrendous. And I suppose going out in sunlight would would essentially turn the rest of your arm into a baked potato. Yeah. 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 And I think dangerous. that's um yeah, probably quite dangerous. But um if if you wanted to wear something underneath the aluminium foil for te- for temporary foiling, hmm. then you could just use it to uh, blind people with reflections oh, yes. of the sun. Yes, that's which would make it amazing. Yeah, it's sort of like a a kind of defensive uh, defensive weapon on your on your shoulder there. It's creative and useful for day to day, you know, being attacked by monsters. I, I assume. That yes, I mean, probably... well, especially if they've got eyes. Yes, yes, yeah. Not on, it's always tricky with the not eyed monsters, isn't it? The the monsters without eyes, but um... yes, the, you know, huge, huge ground worms. Yes, yes. I found that bad smells tended, which obviously you wouldn't know about. You don't you don't fart. Um, and you don't burp, but generally that seems to be seems to be quite a good way to ward them off. Yes, but what what about the armoured mole men? Um, mm, yes, that's a good point, isn't it? Because they they're not they deterred do- by smells; they can't really see very well, but they can they can hear. So I I find a really high pitched sort of quite annoying noise like that sort of thing. Okay, well it's 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 good to be safe, isn't it? Always. You just have to be. You don't know when those armoured mole men will pop up from the ground and, and ruin your day. Uh, it happens yeah. quite often on the high street. So Coming at coming at you with the little spears. Oh, they're just, they're really... And I don't even know what they want. They've got that whole underground world. What do they want with them? Um... I mean, don't know. Normally they try and get my, my Tesco sandwiches and I don't know what I don't know what they want with them. It's ridiculous. Oh, dear. Yeah. Terrible. But presumably they assume we're carrying loads of grubs and flies and, and ants. Oh, do you know what? Now you say that, I think it might be because I say things like, oh, I've got some lovely grub for my lunch. And they have uh... misinterpreted that as grubs for my lunch, which is a very different, I don't eat. I don't know, grubs for lunch are very much a breakfast choice. Yeah, yeah, you just sprinkle them over cereal, don't you? Yes, absolutely. It's just a little topping. It's a, yeah, it's ridiculous. You'd have them as a main meal. It's silly. That won't, yeah, won't be any good. Oh, some people. Some people, some armoured mole men. Um, well, well, listen, Tom. It, you know, as, as I said, it's, it's it's lovely having you back. I've I've got a question that I, I mean, I've asked you back because it's great having you here. But obviously, there's a question that I know you can answer, and I don't think anyone else can. I'll be honest. But before we get there. I've, we've got some admin. There's always admin on this podcast. We just just have to get some of the bits out of the way to check, you know. Um, and the first of these, uh, most importantly, I suppose, is that this is an audio podcast. And as I say every week, our listeners listen to this with their ears, sometimes with their their bums, their elbows. We don't discriminate however they want to listen to it. Um, but because it's audio only, uh, not only is it acceptable for armoured mole men, I, I suppose, um, maybe that's why they keep popping up and ruining my day anyway but but not only is it acceptable for them um i just i just wondered if if you had a favorite noise that you could give us to delight people's ears yes it is. oh that's a lo- that's a lovely noise yeah it's a lovely noise that's the that's the noise noise i make right before i sprinkle some grubs on cereal <laughs> So it's a pretty oh wow! So I misinterpreted. I thought that was a uh, like a uh, a chewing or eating something really tasty, but this is a preemptive. Yeah, that's just getting my mouth ready to chew. Right, like a mouth warm up. Little little warm up. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to sprain a lip. No, no. Is that do we? I've never really done a mouth warm up before before eating. Am I making a terrible error? Then is it? Could can you get well? Injuries? You 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 might just be naturally pretty lithe in your mouth mm. area. But um, as you get older, I think you might need to uh, 
do a little bit of a just just to make sure that's well that's really good um that's really good advice i don't know if our listeners will will have done that before either and uh, you know so a little bit of a and then and then and then you tuck in and it's just it the food food probably becomes a lot better incidentally that uh, that, that 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 phrase is named after me what sorry what phrase tuck in oh oh my goodness is it so yes. but, but, it used but, to be thomas tuck in and then it just got yes. shortened that's amazing so is that how what what led to that was it because you know, if you were in, people knew that they'd get a tasty meal, or or was it that that you would eat in a specific way? It was I, I would shout it every time, um, in between the mouth warm up and eating. Right. Go, Thomas, tuck in, and I, I would be de- declaring that I was going into the food, and I I, I would only do it generally uh, when I was alone, uh, but then one day there was someone peeking around the corner, and they heard this and thought. I'm nicking that, and it spread across the world. Wow, wow! I mean, how that? I mean, that's fascinating. Is, is there a? Could I ask? Did you used to do one at the end of the meal? Did you say tuck out? Like as yes, a uh, yes, yes. But, yeah. but by by then, the, the person had, had run away to spread the news and didn't hear that. Oh my gosh! And it so be, it must be I, very I frustrating go, for you then that you, you hear lots of people starting their meals, but nobody's finishing them. It's like sort of open bracket with no close bracket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it uses podcast now to spread the word. So, so yes. how 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 it goes is Thomas tuck in, start eating. Nom 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 nom. Mm-hmm. Then Thomas tuck out, and then if you want to do, you can do a quick uh, lip cool down. That's lovely. I mean, that's lovely and very helpful if you are in a restaurant or a sort of public eating place, and then they know you finished. Mm. You don't have to wait for a re- uh, waiter to come round and go. Are you done with that, sir? You can yeah. you can just go tuck out and stare around the room. Yes, yes, I like that. I mean, that's again, you know, much like with the graceful sneezing and the handkerchief. This is a much more economical way of getting eating done. It's a lot safer, I think, um, and and no doubt will save a lot of people time and and possible lip injuries in the future. So. I, I, I'm almost certain, almost certain. Incre- you're an incredibly useful man, Tom. I, you know, re- really appreciate it. Um, and, and the other question I have to ask you, of course, is this is a family-friendly podcast. It's suitable for a- any age you can imagine. Can you imagine an age? Um, nine and a half? Yeah, abs- absolutely nine and a half. Absolutely, yeah. Suitable for any age you can imagine, except 100, uh, long story. But every other age, absolutely fine for. Um, and because of that, I just wanted to check if there were any rude words that you won't be saying on this show to make sure it stays safe. Oh, that's a that's a good good point. Um, there's three. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say goblin. <laughs> I'm not going to say flippity gibbet. Oh, no, goodness. Or flapjack. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's quite, I mean, that's quite the triple there. Um, I just, the double check, Goblin, 100%, the, the, the trouble we'd be in. Uh, Flibberty Gibbet? Flibberty Gibbet. Flibberty Gibbet. Is it, is that just the singular or the or the plural? Is is the plural Flibberty Gibbets? Um, I mean, you'd be real trouble if there were more than one in the room. Right, sure, sure. Um, but I, I, they usually only come on, come by um, on their own, Flibberty Gibbets. Yes, 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 that's, yes. So, so. Oh, I, I think I might have said it then. Yes, but you're you're explaining it, and and therefore it's it, you know it, 
if the listeners don't know what words you're not going to say, then how on earth would they be able to tell that you haven't said it? And and that's a very important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, establish. Yeah, gotcha. um, and similarly, I just want to check flapjacks. Obviously, horrendous word, and 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 we we definitely would. I wouldn't want to see it anywhere near the show. Actually, I wouldn't want to see it in a, in a 300-meter vicinity of this podcast. However, I should say, just for the record, that other kind of OT, lovely biscuit sort of uh, snacks are absolutely fine. Yeah, um, I might say tray bake. That's, that's, who who wouldn't love you to say tray bake? Frankly, if tray that's bake. all you said, you know, that's the only word you said the rest of the show. That I think people would, five-star reviews everywhere. Oh, yes, of course. You know, it's a big, big there's, I'm sure there's podcasts out there that are simply the words tray bake for two or three hours. Uh, what, 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 what about flat bake mm. and tray jack? That's, that's tricky. That's really tricky, actually. I think that's one of those words. It sounds like it's going to be rude and it's only just not. So it's sort of all right because like grown-ups listening will get a bit of a laugh going, oh, it's going to be rude, but it's not. And, and the younger people mm. listening will not realise like bun yes yes exactly exactly like bun absolutely fine because you haven't said bum but you nearly said bum so it's yeah it's yeah fine. i'm i'm gonna put some icing on my bun yes yes yeah sneaky i mean well you know so i think just say if you want to say trey jack do maybe be careful as and when mm. but it'll be fine be fine well thank you thank you for not saying gob especially not saying goblin uh, Flibbity gibbet or indeed flapjack and i certainly won't say any of those words either thank you Tom. no worries right um the big the big question this is a big i mean look i've called you in i've got i've called i've called in the big guns because this is a big question for you tom and I, you know as i said i think you i think you can do this um but this is from theo aged six uh it doesn't say six what we assume years could be minutes could be uh horses we don't know but theo aged six has asked, and I'll try and read this in in the style that it's written. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. Who let the dogs out? Woof, woof, woof. Who let the dogs out anyway? Question mark, 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 question mark for about 30 question marks. 30 question marks. Can you just explain to me how many woofs there were there? Because I think that's important. Yes. Well, first off, there are four woofs and they're all in capital letters. So I think they're woof, 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 woof. Mm -hmm. And then in the second round, who let the dogs out? It says woof, woo, in capital letters. Then it goes small f, woo, capital W-O, and then small of, woof, and then a small woof. So eight altogether, but they vary in size and and I presume volume. Yes. uh, Well, that's because um, there are... There have been a number of people letting the dogs out. Right. And I think that's a coded message from Theo. He knows that eight different people have been letting the dogs out. Now, I say people. One of them is dogs themselves. (laughs) What? What? Yes. Some dogs have got clever enough to let themselves out. Now, not all doors, but some patio doors. Wow. Some back doors. Yeah. And some shed doors. Right. Some dogs have learned how to let themselves out of them. Goodness me. They haven't learned yet how to use keys. Sure. Mm -hmm. But if if it is an unlocked door, 
German shepherds, Labradors, Collies, and this is surprising, Chihuahuas. <laughs> wow. Have wow. all been letting themselves out. Now, obviously, the Chihuahuas have to work together. Yes. So yes, if you if you if you've just what got one chihuahua, hmm. I mean you're fine. If you've got three chihuahuas, they stand on top of each other, hmm. and the top one bites the handle. Then the bottom one walks up backwards if it's the, the, a door that opens that way, mm-hmm. or walks forwards if it's a door that opens that way. And yeah. the middle chihuahua is very important because he's got to make sure the top one doesn't fall. And the bottom one doesn't get crushed. Wow. I mean, it's incredibly... That's remarkable they've worked this out. And I I suppose... Well, they've been watching us, you see. Right. They've been watching us with their beady little eyes going, how do they open that door? That's what they... That's what what chihuahuas sound like in their head. How did they open that door? That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds. Right. I mean, uh, well, I, I, I've got a number of questions that I think I feel we need to clarify. Firstly, it's just the dog types that you specified. So pugs, for example, cannot open doors. That, that from what I've heard, pugs um, really aren't any good at teamwork. Sure, sure. I assume they just roll so, over and sprawl, sprawl about all the time. Yes, yes. They they they, they have been known to snuffle at doors, hmm. but this hasn't worked. Sure, sure. Right, okay. and they. They haven't got um, yet been able to use Alexa or um, Google to open doors, although they have. Um, they have been listening to podcasts. Oh no! Have they? Yes. That could be very dangerous. That could be very dangerous. Maybe we should put a warning at the top of this week's show that it's not for pugs, and hopefully they'll be dissuaded from hearing how other dogs work together. Otherwise, that could prove. Quite, quite dangerous. Um, I mean, you know, the, 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 there's well, the, again, a couple of questions, but I suppose the the first we should come to is some of these, let, some of the, the the people letting dogs out are in fact dogs letting themselves out. Yes. Who 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 are the others? Who else is uh, doing it? Well, the, 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 this is this is um difficult to say. Hmm. That, but there's a man called Alan going round letting dogs out. Right. I, I I don't know his surname because he wears a mask. And we haven't been able to identify him, but he he just goes, Alan's here and opens doors. Oh no! Oh, now no. thing is, he has learned how to use keys, and he's got a key that opens every door in the world. Wow, that's that, I mean that's quite worrying. I mean, I suppose Santa Santa Claus obviously. Oh no, Santa Claus goes in chimneys, doesn't he? So slightly different method but, but similar except instead of bringing you presents alan just lets your dogs out yeah and i think you know we just want to be grateful that's all he wants to do he could he could come in and nick your washing yes he could he could steal his sandwich yes yeah. wow and there's no could, we don't know any of his motives for, for letting dogs out i think he just likes seeing dogs out wow i don't know if you have you ever seen a dog out uh, I'm just trying I mean, to think well, how I have. Have you ever seen a dog in? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. But have you ever seen someone say to a dog, do you want to go out? They often get very excited. Yes, yes. So we can assume that dogs are happier when they're out. And Alan right. just wants to bring happiness to dogs. That's my best theory. 
Wow. In which case, then perhaps Alan is a very nice man. Because, I mean, that's one of the other questions I wanted to ask you. Is it is it a bad thing for, for dogs to be let out? Because if they like going out, and, and sometimes they might not want to be in. So, you know, I, I would suggest maybe maybe dogs letting themselves out, and indeed Alan letting dogs out, is, is just a good thing for, for dogs. Uh, I, I, it could be a good thing for dogs for short amounts of time. Mm. Because dogs cannot farm, mm. cannot use supermarkets, mm. and aren't very good at finding other food. Right, right. So they, they have to come in if they want to get dinner. Right, but but if they've learned, if they've watched and learned how to open doors, I mean, only certain types of dogs could they not watch and learn how to, you know. Pop to the supermarket and get a meal deal. Well, that's the thing. They're always left outside the supermarket, aren't they? They're not allowed in. So the only dogs that could conceivably figure out how to buy a meal deal are guide dogs. Right. Right. Yes. And that's also why they're known as guide, not only because they guide people with sort of visual impairments, but also because they... They go, oh, no, don't, don't get that one. Get a chicken and bacon. Yes, they're very useful. So are, are we suggesting then that perhaps uh, someone is letting the dogs out, it's Alan and or indeed other dogs, but really the best way for this to work would be for then someone to let the dogs in once they've been out so they yes. can learn things about being out so that it's safe for them to be out so they can then come back in again when they need to. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. But who's going to let the dogs in? Foo, 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 foo. That's a, that's a more powerful question, I think. And uh, I don't know who I don't know who will. Do you think Alan's got any interest in it? Um, from what we've seen, no. Wow. Well, he he you... let. Oh, go sorry. Well, I'm just saying that on the CCTV footage I've seen, he opens the door, says "woof woof woof woof," the dogs come out, and then he moves on to the next house. Sure. So no sort of sticking around to clean up, you know what he's done, which is very careless of him. Um, would, is it something you'd be interested in? Are you planning to maybe let dogs in? I, um, I, I, I could be persuaded, but it would have to be for a, a large fee. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I want or... at least three pounds a day. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I think that, that. I mean, it's a big job. It's a bit. There's a lot of job. There's a lot of dogs, and and obviously a lot of them are being let out. So you know, it's you'd really have your hands tied, um, which would of course would then make it harder and. Um, you'd probably need to be paid even more um is it so so can we not can we teach dogs to let themselves in is that a way around this yes i mean it would mean you would have to um never lock your doors yeah and yeah. Uh, every person who had one chihuahua would have to buy an additional two chihuahuas sure and you'd have to team up every other um breed of dog with one of the aforementioned german shepherds labradors or collies Mm. Yeah, so it's getting quite. But maybe, maybe over time, they could learn as well. The other ones. Yes, I'm, but I, I, I'm having, I'm having trouble imagining a bulldog opening a door. Uh, hang on, let me just. I'm just having a little think about it. I, it's funny because I can't imagine a bulldog opening a door, and then I imagine a bulldog in a hat, and he can open a door really well. Ah, does he have a waistcoat? Yes, yes, he does. Yes. Hmm. Well, I reckon that he's just got the authority to get other people to open doors for him. 
Yes, that could be it. That could be it. Yes. It's all about appearance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that makes well. That makes perfect sense. And I, I should also say that earlier you said obviously we, for dogs to let themselves in, we'd have to unlock all our doors. But Alan can get in everywhere anyway, so I, I suppose it's not much point in us having locked doors. I suppose yes. It's just that Alan can't be everywhere all at once. Yes, it's, I mean it's, I mean, it's, it's a very complex problem, and I think that what Theo's highlighted here is it's not something that's brought up often enough. I don't see it in the newspapers. I don't see politicians addressing this. It's a it's a big issue, you know. Uh, because not only do dogs want to go out, people are letting them out and dogs are letting themselves out, but dogs also need to come back in and dogs need to learn. You, you need to teach old dogs new tricks and, in fact, new dogs yes. old tricks. Well, and in, in fact, that explains the other six types of people who've been letting dogs out. Right. Oh, there are six. Oh, my goodness, I didn't even realise. Right. Yes, yes, there are six uh, different skateboard manufacturers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they are trying to teach dogs how to skateboard. Wow. Because I don't know if you've ever seen a dog on a skateboard on a, on a YouTube video. Mm, mm, I, do you know what I have? Yes. It's, yes. it's, one, of the, it's, one, of the, it's one of the most exciting, exciting things ever. Yes, it is. It, it's incredible. So, yeah. All the skateboard manufacturers want to be the skateboard manufacturer who's most associated with dog skateboarding so they can do a YouTube video and drive sales of skateboards through the roof. Wow. And of course, if you got one chihuahua but you, you've only got one you need to buy two more chihuahuas that's three skateboards right that's there. three skateboards right there yeah yeah i'm assuming that chihuahuas skate on their individual skateboards they don't all stand on each other's heads on one skateboard well if, they, if, they, if they've been practicing letting themselves out then perhaps that would they could do that yes yeah but otherwise it becomes quite expensive i mean wow so and, and, and of course the skateboard manufacturers haven't been letting dogs out through the door sorry what where have they, they have been well, they've been smashing windows with skateboards and letting well, the dogs out through the windows. That's horrendous. That's that's terrible. That's really it, it, terrible. It, it, it's really criminal damage. It is criminal damage. You think, why aren't they just getting in touch with Alan? Because surely they've got similar, you know, objectives. Uh, Alan could work with these skateboard manufacturers, probably make a, a nice little learning for himself there. You know, he could let the dogs out. Skateboard manufacturers, they're ready with a board and, and a camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like the perfect solution, but no one's been able to contact Alan. Alan, well, listen, if, if Alan, if you're listening to this podcast, contact us. I don't know the skateboard manufacturers in question because obviously I had to wait until Theo even asked the question for me to know it was an issue. But I'm sure that were Alan to get in contact with this show, we could find a way to re reach out and, and, you know, maybe tie up some of these loose ends. You know, I think it's important. What, their tails? No, but then can you imagine? I suppose you could have quite a few on a skateboard if you tied them all. Or would you have each on different skateboards and they'd never really be able to travel any? Wow. It'd be like a sort of chariot. Oh, I, th I think you'd probably have to go with rollerblades in that situation. Yes, that's true, isn't it? And then, yeah. And I don't want to put ideas into rollerblade manufacturers. Sense, otherwise, oh, God, no. at least four or five more woofs adding to the issue uh, as they let them out as well. Tom, you've, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say you've blown my mind. I, I wasn't expecting. I knew this was a big question. I didn't know it was as big. Um, and, and I can't believe that the the news hasn't been talking about it. I, I can't believe it either. It, it should be everywhere. It should be absolutely everywhere. Not least if you are indeed a dog owner, or indeed a dog, or indeed Alan. Uh, you know, why aren't you talking about it? Um, uh, but it's it's Theo that's asked this, and obviously Theo recognises that it's something that that people need to know about. And then you know, thanks Theo, appreciate that. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for answering such a big Thank question. You, if, you've got, um, 
a, a busy a busy day week year decade ahead yes very busy decade yeah mm. yeah yeah I've got, I've, got, I've got lots of um, eating to do yes of course of course lots of warming up before the eating mm-hmm, of course lots uh, lots of cooking before the warming up before the eating and yes. then uh, lots of cooling down after the eating that's um that's going to take up a lot of time and uh, no no wonder you can't be letting dogs in yeah i don't know where you'd fit that in into your day I suppose I'd have to get takeout. Yes, actually, very good, very good idea. And then, and then Alan could probably bring it in for you. Hang on, I think someone's opened my door. What? We don't even have a dog. Oh my goodness, Alan! Alan, why are you doing this? Today I learned why we say blowing a raspberry when we do this. Whoa, thanks to Tom Tuck for that, although that was a very dramatic end there, wasn't it? We found Alan, or did Alan find Tom? And did he let Tom's dogs out? Did Tom even have dogs? Well, look, we just don't know. But Theo, I do hope you enjoyed your answer. And if you didn't, why not give your answer to a dog that's been let out and then it'll probably bury it somewhere and I'll never have to read it. If you have a question you need answering, any intros or outros you'd like me to say on this show, any made-up jokes you'd like to send in, or anything at all in the universe that you want to tell me, then do get your fusty goofus palookas, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us on podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. You can also check out our live shows. We've got quite a few of those coming up all over December, uh, all around the UK, and you can find those at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And you can grab our merch, including Stinky Hippos t-shirts, which uh, obviously don't contain any of the real Stinky Hippos, even though it helped me clear out the fridge, but it is too cruel. We couldn't do that. Um, those are all at comedyclubforkids.store and ship worldwide, but not universe-wide. So sorry again, aliens. Now, listen, I've been practising and check out my raspberry blowing now. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. These raspberries could become the new global musical instrument of our time. I'll just pop this raspberry down here. Hello? I came as soon as I could. Philharmonic, it's nice to see you. Come in. Thank you. I came as soon as I heard your message. Where are these raspberries? Quick, I must to them. Phil! No, slow down, Phil! Oh, Phil. You just trod on all my raspberries. Oh, raspberries. But perhaps percussion, maybe. Wow, Phil! Let our orchestra begin! Go raspberries! Right, I'm off to compose some amazing raspberry music. I'll see you all next week. Go raspberries! Bye!